Welcome to the Gill Athletics Connections podcast, the number one track coach focused podcast in the world. From time to time, we like to bring you rebroadcasted value added podcast episodes, some little bonus material, if you will, in between our awesome interviews from coaches around the world. This is just great friends of ours, the Athletics LLC, hosted by Marissa Chu, featuring Mouse Holloway, Chris Huffins, and Charles Ryan. This is a great gang. They operate on YouTube on Friday nights. You got to go be subscribed. We're so blessed that they would let us give you the audio version. So without further ado, Athletics LLC. You are tuned in. Athletics Double LC with Lamar, Lucius, Big League Chew, him, my man Clyde. <laughs> you are about to be schooled in all things track and field. This is experience. Yes, sir. We are talking past, past present, present, future. future. Y'all listen up. Let's go. <laughs> Hello, everyone. So. Before I even get into everything, look at the different tiles. Everything looks different. Well, Lamar's picture doesn't look different, but everything looks different. And we're going to reveal why in a little bit. But welcome to Athletics LLC, another fun episode with these three other tiles along with, as well as myself. Um, Big League Chewy here. Wow, that's horrible. Lamar, how are you tonight? I am great. Awesome. All, all four time zones, baby. I know, right? Crazy. Uh, Sir Lucius, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I just have to make sure everyone knows. Sir Lucius' background is not fake. It is not right. a virtual background. Look at the background. palm trees. <laughs> the palm trees are moving. It is the real deal, baby. Oh, man. I'm so jealous right now. So jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Last but not least, Clyde, how are you tonight, sir? You know, I'm, I'm in Cali, which is usually the best location, but Lucius is living his, his best know, right? lion life right now, so, you know. Right, right. Steven stuff, Steven it. Book him, book him, Dano. <laughs> I love it. I know, right? I know. Where's the pineapple? You gotta have a pineapple drink, sir. Um, but, so, this is show. <laughs> <laughs> I know, go, man, I, I was about to rattle off a thousand things that you need to do before you leave, but. Anyhow, just to shed light on this, we actually are in all four different time zones right now. That has never happened in our two seasons of show. So um, fun times. Another first that we never thought we would come across, but here we are in four different time zones. So <laughs> crazy enough. So let's start the show off with um, some more of that never-ending ride that people keep putting quarters into. Uh, let's talk about the coaching carousel. Let, let's What's the hat? Well, if we're, if we're going to start with the coaching carousel, I, I think we need to start, uh, you know, with uh, Miss Marissa Chu, um, <laughs> who is coming to us live. And a huge from, congratulations from, uh, is it Fort Worth, Texas, to be exact? I am currently Woo-hoo! in Fort Worth, Texas. And um, why are you in Fort Worth, Texas, ma'am? I know. Oh, my goodness. I, I'm saying this out loud literally for the first time, literally for the first time. I have accepted an offer to be the assistant coach for Texas Christian University, aka TCU Horn Frogs. Oh, get them Horn Frogs! So, so crazy, right? Oh, okay. big shout outs to Chew and well, well, well deserved. Thank you. Are you Thank Giant you League Chew now? Oh my goodness! Stop it. <laughs> New monikers. <laughs> I <Right>? know. <laughs> exactly. 
we just got to or got to come up. We just we have to find a way to get her a nickname that ties into horn frogs. We have yeah. to. Oh. What the heck? Oh, it takes creativity yeah. to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. They just we just understand the EP will not be making that decision because it will get out of control. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody trusts me. Yeah, no. and, I, and we wonder why, sir. We wonder why. Hey. I am who y'all say I am. If I wasn't, then why would I say I am? Stop. There you go. All right, so Clyde, you're, you're on deck, man. I mean, you're in the same time zone, but... Yeah. yeah. Mr. Coaching Carousel. Uh-oh. You know, have my... There have you my... go. I love Taking it. your talents to uh, San Jose. Speed City, USA. You know? Yeah. The, the legendary... The legendary Speed City, home of John Carlos, Tommy Smith, and so, so many others. Uh, I am the new director of track and field and cross country for San Jose State and very excited about the challenge. So coming that to you live a, from the office. That is tremendously awesome. This is a big night for the show, man. This is a big night. Right. And it's always already been revealed. My background is real. I'm in Hawaii vacationing and loving every moment of it. So. But but yeah. you're not taking the job at the University of Hawaii. Absolutely. <laughs> Nor am I taking the job at the University of Michigan if somebody had to say to me, there is a job. There is no job at the University of Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say for the record, right? None of us are ever going to surpass Sir, Sir Lucius. In a two-week span, he has filmed from Tokyo and Hawaii. Big blessings, my man. Big blessings. I mean, if you think about it, that wouldn't even be that bad of a trip, only he ain't do it that way. He right. went all the he way back to Gainesville back. first. Right. He went to Gainesville first. And, then, and made his way yeah. back over to the Pacific. So that, so that tells me I need, I need to plan better next time. Just leave Tokyo and come right here. That's oh, that definitely would have been easier. Yeah. Have definitely definitely meet you out there. That would have been definitely easier. Exactly. Much easier. But... So, but me and There's you are the news from yeah. the carousel. What what else we got going on out here? Uh, I think Florida State hired a new jumps coach. That's right. Yeah, Lee, Mr. Lee Van Sands went from uh, Northern Colorado to the Florida State University uh, to join Bob Brandon's staff. So uh, that's big news there. And um, I, I think that uh, I know that there's still a growth position at, at Florida State, so maybe we'll have that news next week. There you Talk go. about that a little. And uh, Michelle Freeman is the new strength coach, uh, the women's strength coach at the University of Oklahoma. That's right. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, a, that's a big move. Virginia. It is a big, very big move. And you know, being a Gator alum, you know, I got to give a shout out to the girl Mish. Yeah. Quite the Gator alum she is. So. Very proud of you, girl. Keep it, keep, it, keep it moving. Every week, breaking news on the coaching carousel on the LLC. Man. There, there's so many. There's so many left. For those of you who, who don't, who are not in the know, who have, you're, you're comfortably sitting in your own current, current job and you're not looking at the carousel, trust me, the, the carousel is spinning for another month or two for sure. Yeah. Well, there's still there's like been, five power five jobs open. There's, and right. there's a whole bunch of smaller than major D2, D3 jobs that have now been filled, which are creating new openings. And it's just, it's crazy. So even, even the ones that go unnoticed or unmentioned here, like, you know, uh, and her name just left my mind, Texas Rio Grande. 
Oh, oh. um, Sharice. Uh, Sharice. Sharice. Uh, it's not Woods anymore. It's uh, Hicks. 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 That's right. She's filling. She's Hicks. filling out her staff, um, which opened up a gap at Coastal Carolina. Uh, we've had our D three friends go down to Kentucky Westlands, and now there's an opening at D three Anderson in Indiana. Big Soul Stevens. Yes, sir. Yeah. You know, Congratulations, sir. Congratulations. Wait, where's where did Saul go? To Kentucky Westlands. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we had Sean Gwee took a position at Dartmouth. Yeah. <laughs> You're so late. Um, Sean Gwee took his position at Dartmouth, and that's beneficial. So um, there, are just, there are a lot of things going on, and, you know, it's not settled, and it is crazy how late everything's happening and how far into this fall season it's going to go. And that includes distance positions, too. What the heck? I mean, Absolutely. Arizona still has a jumps job. Ohio State still has a has no. a bro. Arizona, Arizona hired a jumps guy. Yep, Jacob Carter. Oh, so we didn't we didn't announce that one. Jacob Carter has Arizona <laughs> jumps job. There you go. <laughs> Ohio Jacob State Carter still has a throws job. Is it Jacob yeah. Carter or Bobby Carter? I thought it was Jacob Carter. It is a Carter. I know that for sure. <laughs> Oh, okay. Got a name all wrong. Terrible. I know, I know. But I, I will uh, amend that momentarily as I look at that. I mean, the Wait, fact that Ohio State and Florida State still have throws jobs open. <laughs> right. Right. It is Bobby Carter. I'm sorry. My apologies. My apologies. <laughs> hey, I still <stopped> believe. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So yes, you know, if you have relocated and resituated yourself, it's not that we don't care about you. There's just so much going on that our Twitter eyes and our Instagram eyes can only see so much. So <laughs> pardon us, but congratulations to everyone. And, and as Lamar said, there's a lot of jobs still open about this, a lot. So for those of you who are trying to advance in the sport, I know Air Force still has a job open. Uh, my man, John Frazier, has got to fill his staff at, at the, the podcast out here at Texas State. A lot of stuff going on, you know, you know, for those of you who say you want to get better. And and I saw my man, my man Clyde's got some jobs he's got to fill too. If I live with leave him out. Working on that. <laughs> Working on that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, fun, exciting news. But let's let's go back to the athlete side, because there is some super fun, exciting news that's happening this weekend. Uh, with the adjustment of the Olympics came adjustment of some meets. And with that adjustment of meets, we are going to be seeing Prefontaine on this weekend, as opposed to earlier in the year as in years past. So um, let's call this the Athletics LLC preview for the Prefontaine, things that we want to highlight and make sure that you all get your eyeballs on. Um, it is going to be streamed. I think I saw it on Peacock, NBC, and then USATF is doing their yeah. field. Yeah, USATF is, I think, on Thursday night, Peacock Friday, and NBC on Saturday. Yeah, so pick your poison, pick which one you want to pay for. Um, I'll say this, because I saw this on the internet already. Don't be cheap. Just pay for something if you really want to watch it. Because if you come on the internet and start complaining, I'm going to say something this weekend. <laughs> I'm tired of you people complaining mm -hmm. to pay. If you, if you want to see it, just pay for it. You can't whine about the dynamics of how the pro people don't get paid and then not want to pay your little $6 or whatever it is to watch the stream. So yeah. But, but I will say this, I agree with all the things that are said, 
but there is something bass backwards about our sport when all of the ATL meets were on television and every other Diamond League meet has been on television, but Prefontaine is not. But does it say something about our sport or about the organization that's putting on this meet, that they didn't work to do that or they didn't want to do that or they wanted to monopolize and monetize that? You know, so I'm not, I'm not saying that it is. I'm, I'm putting up that fire to say, you know, where is inequity? Where is it the focus? Is it in the wrong place? I well, don't know. Before I don't we, know. Before we go down that I know, rabbit hole, I know. Stop. I, I have I have a question for my my fellow panel because obviously the the big buzz going into Prefontaine is the women's hundred meter dash, the the return of Miss Shakari Richardson from her suspension, and the Jamaican one two three is going to be on the track. And my question is, does it even matter? Do the results of this race mean anything, one way or the other? You know, that's a, that's a really good question for us to start with. Go, please go, Sir Lucius. I like this question. Well, man, it, I mean, it doesn't matter at all. I mean, like, it's, it's, it, no matter who wins, you can't supersede the fact. I mean, our girl in Lanky go out there and get last place. You clearly can't, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't revise that, that result. And I, I read like John Drummond, I think said it best that you know, it's a win-win for Shakiri, right? You know, whether no matter what she does, she, she's a winner because she's gonna get more likes and more or she had the courage to go out there and face them and as sharp as she wasn't, or she she curb stomped them, you know, they were so it, I don't think it matters. Um, but what I hope is that everybody takes it seriously and they're not just showing up because Nike tells they have to show up and take so it's part of it. Like, because if it show everybody shows up, it's going to be an epic race, uh, and it could get very interesting. Now, okay, go go ahead, uh, Luce uh, Lamar. You know, I, I don't think. Okay, well, first of all, I think all results matter, but I don't think it it will ever matter the way Shakari and Shakari folks want it to matter. Meaning, if she wins, we cannot allow anybody to make the extrapolation that she would have won in the Olympics because that's a dumb thought. Oh, but you know but, it's coming. No, no, for sure. That's why I said <laughs> That's why I said I want to debunk that before it comes out of anybody's fingers on Twitter. But I will say this. I think it matters um, in the future landscape. And the only reason I think it matters is you guys have all done track at a, at a high enough level to get that. Like you send messages in races sometimes. And I think if if the Jamaicans beat Shakari, let alone if they beat her soundly, but if they beat Shakari, there's a narrative that that may have to change for her, which might actually be good. Right? Because I think in a lot of in a lot of ways sometimes folks not not us, but folks are quick to anoint people and we've mentioned this before. Shikari gets hype like she's won three gold medals. She hasn't actually won anything larger than an NCAA championship, right? And so I'm not saying she needs to lose. Like, that's wrong. But I'll say this. The best thing that could happen to her is probably to lose. Because if she wins, you're going to be hard-pressed to change her narrative and get her to go even harder and even deeper 
to find out how good she can actually be because she's going to go to sleep that night feeling like, well, I would have been the Olympic champion because that's the narrative that everybody's going to try to press. Um, so um, I, I think the result matters only, only as it pertains to the run-up to 2022, you know? So this I'm, is probably the only time they're going to race each other. I'm so glad you, you went there and, and went in that direction. And, and I love the fact that, that Lucius, I don't think he was trying to be slick with it, but just it's just his nature, right? He threw out a little nugget there that most people won't catch and don't understand. <clears throat> Everybody. The reason that the start list is so amazing is because it's contractually obligated that they all show up to this, okay? Let's get that out the way because I assure you, some people wouldn't be there otherwise, okay? You just spent all this energy going through everything that Tokyo was, let alone the fact that it was the Olympics. And I mean, just take, take Elaine Thompson. Elaine Thompson just had the meat of her life, for my money, equaled the legitimate world record at 1061. And now, after all of that, she got to fly to Oregon to race in a glorified exhibition for money that she definitely don't need, <laughs> okay? So <clears throat> I think the only way the race matters is if Shakari somehow goes out there and runs faster than 1061. That'd be amazing to watch. I'd, I'd love to see that. And let me be clear. Shakari is our best American sprinter. I'm an American. I root for our people to do well. I want her to perform well. But to Lamar's point, she absolutely gets hyped like she has medals. And she doesn't. And so going up to Eugene and taking scalps of people who just swept the Olympics doesn't mean a bit of much to, to me, at least. I, I'd be shocked if they go up there and go hard after it because most people are in shutdown mode right now. So <clears throat> I hope it's entertaining. I, I lend no credibility to it either way because if she loses, well, these women are already more decorated with faster PRs. So on paper, they're the better athletes anyway, right? By definition, they're better. If she wins, she's on fresh legs and she's been training at home while everybody else has been doing the Olympic shuffle, right? So short of a, a monstrous fast time, which for me is 1061, if she does that, then I'm intrigued by it. But anything short of that, I, I'm just, I wanna watch because it's a spectacle and it's, you know, the preview of 2022 on the track where the world championships will be. That's cool. But I don't put a lot of value in it. But please believe, oh my God, if she wins running 1094, Twitter will declare her the Olympic champion would have been. For sure. And then my head will explode. And we'll be right back here again doing, doing the recap. So I want, I want to jump in here really quick on something you just said, because I, I made this comment about four or five days ago in our group chat, and it was something I wanted to talk about on the show, and this actually is the perfect segue to it. I don't think that regular people really understand how hard it is to do anything after the Olympics. Oh, 
right? No. It's it, it's like, look, you would never have a major league baseball player go play some more games after the World Series. There will be no football games after the Super Bowl, right? Like we're the only sport that doesn't end the season with the biggest thing. And we never do. Like that's the thing people don't understand. Like there are always meets after world championships and the Olympics every year. Even when the Olympics were in, are in Australia and they ended up being in like September into the first couple days of October, there was a track meet 10 days after that. So like a meaningful one, like, you, you know, a diamond league type deal. And I just don't think people understand like that is the, like, that might be the biggest crime put upon our best people is that, Hey, we're going to diminish the Olympics to some degree because you've got to go to these other things and they still matter. Like, no, they don't. They really don't. You don't, you, there's no five-year-old kids running around talking about, I want to be diamond league champ. Only, like, for, only for the dollars. Yeah. No, that. Yeah, yeah. The other side of that is the dollars part, because if you right, don't that's go the to, only way they get you to go. Is it? Right. Is it because, because we're dealing you know, with professionals? You got to go. And the diamond league is still going to happen after. Case on that, right? Yeah. And so the way the whole thing is structured, it just is never like everything of the diamond league and then the championships. It's always the championships and then the diamond. And, it, and let's let's be real. Too. We've had some very Significant performances happen after the Olympics and World Championships. The people that sure. figure it out, do it right? I mean, I think that you know, Jet may hurt his sixty something after the Olympics, after the World Championships. Yeah. Like a September, um, we've had you know, so Let's delve into this a little bit. Let's let's talk about the race proper, provided everybody shows up on their race game and really wants to wants to get after it, right? So let's let's we're going to talk about all the ladies in one point seven and Elena and and the pocket rocket at ten six. If everybody shows up and does their thing, the only chance Shakiri has in winning this race is if her start has been significantly improved. Is she going to start the way she's been starting here on this continent? You know, well, in the U.S., then she's not going to beat these ladies if they're on their A game. Because we saw what happened at the, at the games when Elaine started well, right? And the pocket rocket was like, oh, crap. I mean, literally, 20 meters in, I'm like, Elaine's gone. Oh, yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So if Elaine and, and, and Shelly and show up in there in that kind of form, the only chance that Shakira has of beating him is if she has really worked on getting after a little bit better the first 30 minutes of the race. Because not, because 10-7 don't run 10-7 down. And, 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 and since, you, since you changed into that direction, I'll, I'll stay there for a second. I agree with everything you just said. And that's kind of like that's to me from purely the 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 Shakari side of it. Like that you you can okay. The only woman on the starting line that has actual pressure on her is Shakari. Is Shakari because she is rested, she has been training, and she is coming off of the suspension. She better win. It's set up for her to win. Like this is her stage. So she has actual pressure on her. And for all intents and purposes, in the very short career that we've seen, for the most part, we expect her to do well in those situations. But, uh, and again, we got into this, like, 
people really like nuance people that don't know the sport really don't understand the only person that needs to run in this race is Shakari because when you go to the Olympics if you run in the final and you run in the semifinal the bonus point structure for your world rankings is so epically high you're going to end up in you know top five in the world anyway Shakari needs the bonus points from the Diamond League meet. So this is all contractually obligated mess. And everybody's going to make prejudgments and post-judgments about it. And it, it is hilarious to me. But such I, a, I'm going to make this sport. comment. And I, I, I think maybe I've been hitting on you guys too much. This won't sound a little petty. Um, but Shakiri is the same Shakiri she was in Austin, Texas in 2019. She's just got more flamboyant hair, more flamboyant nails. She's the same. She's the same friend. Yeah. Okay. So there's nothing changed. And Shakiri has never run well against this type of field. No. She's run. She's been running really fast against the American sprinters who are a lot, who are, who are a notch or two below her. Yeah. So in the big picture, this is this needs to be Shakiri's coming out party. This is her chance to show the world that hey, I can do it, but it's just kind of bad because it's just not set up for the match. You, you you know what it so reminds me. Go back and look at the stats. She is the same sprinter she was in Austin. People, somebody, people got mad at me. I, I gave two analogies about this particular race. This this has a very much a, a WWE feel to it for me, <laughs> right? Because it's it's a it's pure spectacle. And, and to Lamar's analogy earlier, it's like the Super Bowl thing is so perfect. Imagine Tom Brady won the Super Bowl last year, and two weeks later, they brought a team in that didn't make the playoffs. I'm like, yeah, 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 but you got to go play a game, and, it, and it's important. Tom Brady's like, have you lost your mind? I'm on the boat. I'm on the like, boat. I'm, I'm on throwing the boat. trophies. Like, I might show up if you're paying me, but I'm clearly on the boat, and I don't want to hear nothing about what the outcome is like that it, it yeah. that's that's what this that's is exactly, that's exactly what exactly what it is yeah exactly what it is and, and there's no getting what there's no getting around none. now I mean, there's, there's, there's a reason why <laughs> there's a reason why they put the the all-star game football game the week which we can between because nobody cares you know? right. like nobody else plays their all-star game at the end of the season they play them in the middle right that's right there's a reason now now the men's hundred though the men's hundred may not mean much more but the men's hundred is more intriguing the men's hundred is more intriguing well, do we have the lineup for the, for the men's hundred I, I i mean i know the, the, the one big thing for all of us is mikey's running the hundred right yes and, and, I, and i said this privately to you guys but hey i'm in that space right now where i kind of don't care so I think that's who Mikey is, right? I, I've always said. I, I think this is I've a preview for his future. Exactly. I think that Mikey would love to be a one-two guy. That was his bread and butter in high school, who he always mm -hmm. was. He ran some quarters. I mean, we've lost some good 100, 200 people because we forced them to come quarters, right? And I think Mikey's one of those guys. The man's run 986 for that. Right? Look, doing it part-time. <laughs> Michael, Michael Norman has a PR of 986 at a random track in Texas by himself. And if you can ever get a good enough video of that, you know that he did some special things in that race from start to finish. The, the fact that Fred Curley, 
has pulled off what he has pulled off. Bet on himself, gave the world two middle fingers, went out there and got a silver medal. For me, gives Michael Norman all the permission in the world to be like, oh, for real? Right. Watch me then. Hold my right. beer, if you right. will. That was definitely a hold my beer moment. You know what I mean? So again, the Olympics are over. Fred's got a silver medal. Jacob's got the gold medal. Ain't no medals being passed out. And at the end of this meet, Fred Curley's still going to be the silver medalist. But Michael Norman, much like Shakari, can go out there and fire a very distinct shot. And since the men's field, there is no dominant figures in men's 100-meter sprinting right now, like, th this is this is intriguing. Oh, and can we um, put Bracey in the race, please? Can we, I mean, yeah, please, I please mean, put I don't know. Bracey in the okay. race. So he was here's someplace the lineup. In, in, in Memphis, right? Yeah. And that yeah. 985 was textbook. You know, shout out to him and his coach, Randall Ryder. That was absolutely textbook. I feel All like right. this. If he can run 985 on a high school track in Memphis, I mean, he's probably going to run faster than that at Prefontaine. Just saying. I mean, I, I don't I mean, know what the hashtag needs to be, but. You know, free hashtag free Bracy. Can we get him on the line, please? <laughs> hashtag let Marvin run. <laughs> yes. So towing the line is going to be Andre DeGrasse, Trayvon Brumell, Fred Curley, um, Akadi Sambine, uh, Ronnie Baker, Isaiah Young, Michael Norman, Justin Gatlin, and Trayvon Gillespie. Oh, so, so I can think of two people okay. we can take. Oh, I see. Exactly. Hey, look. I knew that was coming, but at the end of the day, let Marvin run. He belongs in that place. There, there are there are uh, nine lanes on the straightaway at the cathedral. Yes. I need Marvin Bracy. Put him on the outside if you got to. I don't care how you do it. But I it, with with that lineup, I, I I it's criminal if Marvin Bracy is not running. <laughs> and he is Nike, is he not? Last I checked. Yeah, I believe so. So, hey, clear the lane. Well, then let's, uh, talking about additions, uh, the addition of Allison Felix to the 200. I mean, that's cool. What's the 200 oh, wow. field, too? The 200 field is, sorry, I just, I'm switching devices now. Uh, we're looking at, that's the 100. I apologize. Give me a second. I don't have my normal setup. Got the Brooks Johnson Wi-Fi. It's not moving fast enough. <laughs> that was oh, no, not, not the season out. one shout out. <laughs> it ain't season one. You got to get no, on the I'm call, saying, that, it's, it's forever. That was that was ever, season ever. one. Brooks with the with the with the spotty Wi-Fi. No, it's still spotty on we, that we, we, call. Were, we were on a Zoom call last week with Packer, and it was working. Oh, jeez. It is. It is bad. Sorry. We love Listen, you. if we, if we ever do an athletics LLC blooper blooper reel, for sure, Brooks and that squeaky chair is gonna be part of it. <laughs> okay, so in the two hundred, we've got Dina Asher Smith, Kim Ruji, Bungie, Kim Bungie, sorry, uh, Gabby Thomas, Jenna Prendini. Uh, is this is Shakari running the 200? Yeah, she is doubling. Okay, she I was going to say that's her handle. I was hesitating. Um, the handle is Brittany Shamir. Is that Shamir Little? Shamir Little. No, Brittany Brown. Brittany, Brittany Brown, Brown, I'm sorry. 
Um, this is Marie Jose Talou and then Desiree Bryant and then the addition of Allison Felix. Uh, again, a, a very intriguing field for a bunch of different reasons. You know, should be a hell of a race. I, I don't know who I'm picking, but that's that's a great race. Uh, yeah, I'm probably picking Gabby Thomas, but definitely that's that might be the most intriguing race to watch just from a race perspective, not not from the outside interesting things, but. Like, like my instinct says that you pick Gabby, but I mean, Allison ain't going up there if she thinks she's going to get third. You know what I mean? So. I have no reason to think that Allison can beat Gabby in a 200. Not, you, I have no reason. Nobody to think would think that right now. Nobody would think that. I mean, and, we saw we saw doubling. that show. We saw that show uh, three weeks ago. And Shakari and Shakari's doubling. That's also an interesting turn of events. So I take it the one and the two, the one Friday, the two Saturday. I think so. Um, I'm not mistaken. 100 is Saturday. I'm saying that's got to be the headliner. That's got to be on Saturday. 200. The 200 might be late Saturday. Maybe. I'm not seeing when it is. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. Are there any are there any other overtly yes. intriguing races there? There are, because Miss Hassan is gonna go for I'll start um, for the world record. The world record. So in which I, event? In the five K I know right. good question. Five K in the five K. She's gonna go um, for the world record, which is set at fourteen oh six point six two. So she's already state claimed. She put that on her Instagram that she's gonna do it. So I mean, uh, it's done. I right, go bet all your money on that. I mean, is, she's is only she running the, one is race. Right? Gabriel, is she the female Gabriel Selassie? That's I mean, fair. we have to shake our head. I, I don't know who that is, though. So. I mean, yeah, she I might, at this point, Highly Gabriel Selassie is probably right? the best. Highly Gabriel Selassie had the best range and is one of the most decorated uh, distance runners in, in world history. And I feel like Hassan maybe is not that yet, but I feel like that's the, she's on the Gabriel Selassie's Saeed Oida, like, you know. Well, forgive my ignorance, but Gabriel Selassie never pulled off that kind of triple that she just did at the Olympics. No, because it wasn't possible. He couldn't do the 15-5-10 double in his Olympics. And he also wasn't crazy enough to race uh, Hisham El Garouz in the 15. Touche. But he did he did double double in the five ten. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. sure. <laughs> um staying on the distance side, um Chariot's gonna be running the Bowerman mile. And the, right now the meet record sits at three forty seven thirty two. So I mean, in theory people in that race that could do that. So I mean that's that's gonna be a highlight as well. But listen, Pre Prefontaine always puts on a great show. You know what I mean? Like across the board, you're always going to have good events and they always put on a great show across the board. Distance, jumps, hurdles when they're there. It's it's always great. So 
you know, get your, get your money out and, and go get it done. You know, and not to neglect the field events. I know that Will is going to be triple jumping. You know, what do we feel like? I mean, he's always got high energy at the cathedral. So what does that look like? I mean, well, I mean, it depends on who's in there with him. And, you know, Will's not a guy that he's not going to jump far unless somebody makes him jump far. You know, he's not, he's not a guy to go out there and jump far all by himself. That's just not his, that's not his deal. Yeah. Is the is the men's shot being contested? That I'm not sure. I'm actually frantically looking that up right now to see which other ones are, are being contested. Because I, I really want to see a uh, a uh, return to prime time of the big homie. Sure. That'd be interesting to see. I'm sure, and I'm sure he's I feel like they do have the I mean, it usually is, you know, it's the way the cathedral is set up. It's usually the shop puts usually a premier event that they highlight. Yeah, it is. The men's shot put is on. It's on the program. I don't know what day it is, but it's on the program. Well, we could circle back to that one because choose computer moving slow today. Yeah, well, it's, it's, I'm not in my normal setup. I, I got to, you got to get me in. I, yeah, struggle yeah, drill can, right can, now. Can we, can we move on to the next thing since we just talked about the men's 100 start list anyway? Can we get into know. this, please? Right. So I'm going to venture to say that almost everyone, because I haven't yet, but almost everyone else in this world has watched uh, this video that's been produced on, on the YouTube University, because there's some quote-unquote educating that's supposed to be going on in this, this segment of video. Um, but we had a leg of the men's four by one, Olympic four by one, uh, who wanted to give some credence as to what happened step by step. Let's let's give it let's give it that. Oh, you're are you being you're being gracious too. I am. I'm trying. Trayvon to Gillespie. I'm going to open the door for you guys. That's why. Trayvon Gillespie <laughs> took it upon himself to do a YouTube video critique of the men's four by one. And I'm going to let my gentleman get into it. Okay, so I feel like this is an old school 80s, 90s rap battle. And this is the this is right. the clap back diss track. <laughs> right. So like, let, let's start with and Lamar, I'm going to give credit to this comment because Lamar said this earlier in the conversation is you broke protocol. You know, like when in Vegas, what happens in Vegas stays in you know, you don't break protocol. You don't call out your Olympic teammates over a week. That's that's, that's the first part. You know, to go out there and spout this to the world, you had a chance to talk to your teammates. You didn't talk to them when you were there. Let's not try to talk to them via the internet. Uh, second of all, we, we can place the blame in a lot of places. But at the end of the day, dog, homie, you didn't do your job. You got sticking third. Um, you, you said in your video, 3808 makes, makes the final. And if you do your job, we're in the final. You didn't do your job. Um, again, other people didn't do their job as well. But at the end of the day, you broke protocol. You don't go out, call your teammates out. You don't call people. Then you you don't name names. Okay. So so let me let me name names. Okay. First of all, he was never going to run second leg. 
don't know where he got that from. He was never a pro- part of the process. Say it again for the never, people in the back. Was never run a second leg. Okay, the whole idea of him and Micah doing his changes was just to get some reps in. Was never an idea of him running second leg. Okay, so let's stop it with that nonsense. At the end of the day, okay, man up, take responsibility for what you did or in this case did not do. We did run through the line. We did it to the line. If you want to make a video, go, guys, okay, I should have done better. If I do my job, we make the, we make the final. I'm going to ride with you on that. But you do not, absolutely do not make a video where you call out your three teammates. Okay? And let me put this out there as well, since we're putting things out there. Craig, if Trayvon Bromel didn't want to run. He was made to run by Wallace Spearman, who was in charge of the arena. Let's put that out there. He said, I'm not ready. And Wallace put him out there anyway. So there. That's what's going on. Now, because, wait, because I know Lamar is going to bring this home in ways that I could never. (laughs) I'm going to let him go last. But I just. Have Have we had enough relay practice for that? Well, see, okay. See, here's my here's my issue because I actually am a fan of Craven Gillespie. I like his story. Yes, 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 you are. I like his story. I root for the kid. Dog, you can't do that. You can't do that. When when I saw the video, when I saw the thumbnail of the video, I already knew this was a horrible idea. Because in today's world, this is just what people do. And I, I had hope that the, that the young brother would get on there and just kind of own his performances, performance, I should say, and <clears throat> leave it at that. But no, it was like 18 minutes of finger pointing and excuses. And it, it, God, you can't do things like this. People, don't do this. Don't ever do this. My thing is this, it's on film. It's literally on film. Last I checked and, you know, Olympic coach is here. Sir, last I checked, the rules dictate that regardless of the time you run, if you finish first, second, or third, you go to the final. Is that, that's correct, right? Those are the rules of advancement, sir. Yes. So I'm like, I don't care how bad Trayvon ran the first leg. I don't care about the horrific pass between Fred and uh, and uh, Ronnie. I don't care about any of that because when the anchor got the stick on a clean pass, he was in third place. Somehow, by the time we got to the finish line, he's in sixth place. And I, I just, it's inexplicable to me how we have a video 20 minutes long where like there's so much out of context stories being told. And as far as I, I'm just gonna say this, he spent a lot of time on that video talking about the biggest issue was lack of practice. Well, as I understand it, you missed some practices. You missed the bus to some practices. So I'm like, so so I'm like, this is the worst thing. 
I've seen in a minute from a professional. This is unprofessional. And it was the most passive aggressive video I've seen in a really long time. It can't be going over well with his teammates. And like people don't do this. You don't need content that bad. Don't do this. Go ahead, sir. You know, look, you guys have done an incredible job. Like, I feel like, you know, the old school uh, USA anchor in the four by one, like I got the stick with an eight meter lead and I can just technique run down the finish line. But I'll just say this. I have been blessed enough to be in the U.S. four by one pool uh, and to run up to the Olympics one time. And there there is a fair amount of things procedurally that aren't the greatest, should be better, agreed. Just like in every family, there's a fair number of things that are dysfunctional. At the end of the day, when you go in public, you put your best foot forward, nobody cares, do your, do your job. And the, 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 the egregious things that Mr. Gillespie does in putting out this video are almost innumerable. So I'll, I'll just go with what I consider the most egregious. No particular order, I'm gonna call them all equally egregious. One, the fact that you decided that you needed to do a video, basically because people were clapping at you on the internet and you're not man enough to just take it wear the L and move forward, you decided you felt you needed to clear your name. Okay, that's a bad idea. Two, under no circumstances, and look, I know I'm older and I grew up in a, a, I guess, a little bit more violent time, but under no circumstances has anybody on any relay pool I've ever been in ever thrown all their teammates under the bus like that, certainly not publicly and then not gotten half beat to death. So I, I'm not, I'm like, I don't want anybody to fight publicly, <laughs> but I'll just say this. I can't believe that I actually watched a, a, a 20 minute video of somebody throwing their teammates under the bus that way, throwing the procedures under the bus that way, and throwing the Olympic staff under the, or I guess the relay staff under the bus that way and not taking any ownership. It's like, it's like there was a four by, one, four by one run with three people. Next, you can't be the only anchor in US history to cross the finish line with the stick having not gotten DQ'd and not make the final and blame everybody else. I'm gonna say this again, real slow, sir. Everybody's paying attention. He's the only US anchor ever in the Olympics to cross the finish line with stick in hand, with no DQs and not make the final. Ooh. At the end of the day, one must do one's job. They put you at anchor for a reason. Everybody I know who's ever put together a relay, they put, they put the most courageous, fix it if it's broke before them person on anchor. That's your job. You get to be the glory hound or the workhorse, depending on what your teammates do. But at the end of the day, your job is to be the killer. 
lastly, lastly, I'll, I'll just I'll just say it like this: You can't be so tone deaf to glibly shirk off this gigantic L in the Olympic four by one as a experience you live and you learn we got a young team we'll be better next time bruh yes the number of olympians on this planet is a large but small number the number of repeat olympians is minuscule so make no assumptions that you're ever going to be an olympic team ever again even an olympic pool because you got to make the final of the trials to be in the pool and let's not assume that you're going to do that in three years but you just can't be that tone deaf that you just glibly push that off like eh, it's not that bad Nah, if it wasn't that bad there wouldn't be videos we wouldn't need to be breaking down videos which we don't need to be breaking down like at the end of the day look it was all broke and if there's thing if it's broken if we didn't come home with the bag secured, then all parts of the process need to be revisited, fixed, personnel included. But what you can't be is the one dude on the, the, the Chevy assembly line talking about, well, I put the mirrors on the car right, but the guy before me messed up the engine and the guy before him put the bumpers on upside down and the, and the last guy, I mean, and the guy right before them put the tires on Right on left and left on right, like, and that's why the mirrors fell off. Right, like, what are we doing? Like, do, there's a lot of things that the there's there's a lot of things that the U.S. does wrong, but the one thing we do right is we own, honestly, the bullies moniker. Right, like, the U.S. talks a lot of smack, and we wear the L's when we take them. The U.S. men's basketball teams that have lost, uh, they took those L's. There wasn't any excuses or finger pointing about, well, so-and-so missed shots and, and so-and-so wasn't a good enough coach. Like, that's not how it works, right? If you're the bully, you take the L when you get it. That's it. I, I, we, listen, we, we, for, Mr., for Mr. Gillespie, I got nothing else. I'll just say this. Man, do I hope you learn from this. Because I cannot imagine that the feedback from this video is anything but viscerally bad. Dude, like, we listen, we've done a lot of screwing up in the Olympics on the men's four by one. I've never, seen, I've never seen anything like that. Can you imagine? Like, he's in, he's running in pre-Fontaine in 100 meters. They're all, all, they're all in the race. They're all in the race. I, this is not, you can't do that, man. You can't do that. So, so, so what's the video going to be if he gets beat by all of them and Marvin Bracey and Andre DeGrasse and, well, uh, and everybody? I mean... Have a reaction video to that? No, because, because you can't place the blame on somebody. And at the end of the day, folks, that's what this is about for me. Look, I was there for this nonsense, right? And look, there's some things he said in the video that I can do right. Okay, the whole process with the practices goes on. They were dead wrong. And again, since I'm being out, out a little bit out, I'm on vacation, so I'm going to be a little bit not me. I'm going to just call it what it was. The most qualified person on the staff to coach the game, we never I was taken out of the process. 
So that's what led to the foolery, I'll call it, to the practice of this stuff. Okay. But also, at the end of the day, you, you stand there before you together and go, you should have found a way to get there. Because we've had relays in the past that, you know, we'll go back to 2007. When we put that relay together in the freaking warm up period, they wanted to go better. Okay. So it can be done. At the end of the day, no matter what the circumstances were, you do not call out your teammate. And then at the end of the video, go, well, I guess I could have done a little bit better myself. It's just, just that's not the way it works. It's not the way it works. Uh -huh. So I'm, I'm going to step down from my petty stool for a while. But at the end of the day, I'm sorry. Like, again, to his credit, the process of that for the relay was wrong. It was dead wrong. But at the end of the day, when you got out of the track, you had a job to do and you didn't do it. Man up to it, be alone, and do not call your teammates out. That's not the way it works. Because, again, so if we have plans on making the, the relay pool in three years, we know how the USA rolls. If you mess up, it's a hard time getting back in that relay. I'm going to leave that right there for you. Because mm. who, who, who stands up in the room going, let's, let's act the Craven again? I bet mm. your friend's not doing it. Monty's not doing it. Craven's uh -huh. not doing it. Hey, so, ask, you know, ask so Doc Patton about those that. Guys, hey, let's, it's, exactly. You know? Doc Patton, Doc, Pat Doc Patton ran one, he ran one relay poorly and they tried to take him off of every relay after that. Yeah. In 2012, we had some issues leading up to the semifinal, and uh, we had to pull a guy out. John Drummond came to me and he goes, Mike, how do I run Doc, Doc Patton? I'm like, dude, we just got to have big balls on this. We just got to. You got to take him out to the track. You got to coach him up. And you know, John, JD was like, okay, let's do it. And he goes, I'm telling you, bro, we got to cope. Because everybody in the world is watching it. They're expecting Doc to mess up. So we just had to turn. But nobody wanted him to win. And JD, to JD's credit, JD put him on the table and said, Mike, can we make this work? And we made it work. Okay. And that was the other thing that made, that made some of these other things special. There hasn't been a, a case where the head coach and the sprint coach weren't involved with the relay coach putting the relay together. Every staff I've been involved with, the relay coach and the strength coach work together. Okay? The relay coach and the head coach work together. In 2013, I, was, I had a great relationship with Andrew Valley. Now, we didn't win that relay, but we got, we got our medals. Okay? Got our medals. And I do believe that if you leave the head coach and the strength coach, who is uh, my man D2, involved in this one, we run a little bit better. But I'm going to stop crying. I, I'll be honest with you. I'm just done with this. You know, I've had people set up fake email accounts and email me nonsense, right? About this day of relay, right? Which I had nothing to do with. Racist so at the end nonsense. Of the day, is racist nonsense. Yes. Racist. But at the end of the day, you know, we have to do better. And we will do better because that's what we do. But this one was, was pretty bad in school, though. Well said, and I and with that, just to reiterate what you just said, it does need to get put to bed. Can't yes. rerun it. Hey, we we yeah. were done with it. We, we were done until, until yeah, we were done yeah. even a week ago, right? We, right? we talked about this post show a week ago, you know. Exactly. And also, unless we put it put the put the meal back on the table, so let's eat. Right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, just to uh, flashback for about five minutes, um, men's shot put entry list. List to Ryan Krauser, Darrell Hill, Joe Kovacs, Peyton Otterhall, um, Otterdahl, sorry, uh, Darlin Romani, and Thomas Walsh. 
Let's That's go. not a lineup. Jeez. Wow. Let's go. Yes, let's Jeez. go. Right? When is that one? That's Friday or Saturday? It does not list that what I'm looking at does not list the when oh, it's occurring. So I'll, I apologize. I'll find out. I, I gotta watch that one. That's gonna be good. There, there's yeah. like five 22 meter plus guys in that. That's it ridiculous. It, it's gotta be it's on speak, speaking of Shot, this, you know, shots of the I, 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 yeah, I want to give a shout imagine. out to my, man, to my man Joe Kovac, so I know Lamar has a respect for But I'll give a shout out to my man Joe. He threw really far at the Olympic Games, man. Yes, he did. He did. He was brilliant. He was really far. And, and, and because crowds are so daggone good, nobody knows. I know. So, we got to give, we gotta give us some, some love, my man, Joe and Joe. Come on. Come on, Lamar. Come the on. The Kovacs crew. Listen, brilliant. Joe, Joe Kovacs did a phenomenal job at both of his Olympics. Let's be clear. Yes. Yes. At, he did. He did a phenomenal job. We're, so we're gonna I, offer up. We're gonna I have never, I have never not been a fan of Joe Kovac. We're, I listen, just, yeah, thought, I'm just gonna say, I give you a hard time. He's always been a big fan of Kovac. We're, we're, so we're gonna like, offer up. Way back to 16, we had to talk about Kovac. So. No, we're, we're gonna. This is how we solve the problem. We're, we're gonna somebody send send some money in. We're gonna offer up Lamar as tribute. Krauser's gonna throw, and then we're gonna stick Lamar past the mark and let Kovacs throw at Lamar, <laughs> and we and we in there. As long as I'm at 24 meters, we're good. Yeah. No, we've got to make one of those or, big faces, a big head. You can get away. Exactly, yeah. Oh, that's what we did. This was get somebody to put, put, put the Mars head Hey, there you go. There you go. Y'all going to stop can, making me. I, I am not I, a Kovac hater. <laughs> no, you are not. Let, let me oh, speak yeah. I give you a hard time because you didn't pick him. And because, you know, that's, that's I love that dude. Um, But, no, I, I, he, is not a, he is not a Joe Kovac hater. That is what what's next to what we got? Well, we've wrapped up our topics, so you know what comes next. Oh lord. Q Q Rapid fire. And so okay. I'm gonna be wholly holistically honest in this. Um, this is off the cuff because I, I've I'm in such a bad transition right now. I did not prepare your questions, but I do have a gamut of questions in my head that I always have for right, everyone. You know, this, one, this also means that I'm going to get crushed next week. <laughs> <laughs> right, because I'm actually going to, well, I'm going to assume I'll be stable enough to get questions going. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Oh, all right, Clyde, are you ready, sir? Sure. All right, so knowing that you'll be spending more time in the new job place of San Jose State, have you figured out how far you are from Iguana's yet for an Iguana's burrito? I have not, and I promise you that is on the menu, um, but I don't have time to consider food. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that I barely ate today at all. So yes. it's going to happen. It's, it's on the list. I mean, that's when you just make it a recruiting dinner. <laughs> You'll be gone. <laughs> for those not in the know, Iguanas is known for the world, I don't know, world, but one of the largest burritos, and it's a challenge. It was actually on, what's that, man versus food. But there are... Bottom line, their burritos are ridiculously good and, and crack-filled, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> secondly, um, so knowing the history that you are now sitting in, literally sitting in, um, what is your first comment to the greats of Tommy Smith and John Carlos when they see you in that environment? Because I'm sure you've seen them in their environments and out and about and whatnot, and now they're coming to your environment. What's your first comment or reaction? 
um, watch Heartbeat Props. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> love that. Love that. That was a great I love answer. It. I love it. Okay, I'll let you go on that way. Moving on. Um, how happy are you that your color scheme did not change drastically? Uh, I mean, it, you know, diff different logos. So the color scheme not changing don't really matter anyway. I couldn't rock any of the old stuff anyway. But no, nah, hey, look, blue and gold works. I mean, in the state of California, it really does. There, there's a oh, lot of strong you know, blue and gold. It all works. I mean, okay, that just popped in my head because the Bruins colors are also a shade of blue and gold. So, oh, look at that. I, I just drew a little line for you there. Good stuff, good stuff. Um, I'm going to cut it off at this, last but not least. Have you seen, uh, dang it, gosh, dog it, I just lost the name of it. Have you, oh, that's what it, um, have you seen a Facebook employee yet? No, but we are extreme. I mean, we are in Silicon Valley, so. Exactly. Facebook Sorry, I lost is, Facebook's name. I don't know how. It, it's it's all here. Uh, maybe I'll bump into Zuckerberg or something on, on the block. I don't, you know, who knows. <laughs> Good luck with that. But uh, <laughs> since, since Chu is, is, is done with her questions, and I know I got madness coming from the fellas, I, I will throw out um, a, a San Jose State fun fact that has nothing to do with the legendary status of the men over my shoulder or, or the history of the program. My high school club coach and one of my original mentors, Alonzo Carter, just so happens to be the associate head football coach here. And I played AAU travel basketball with Damani Hendricks, who's an assistant coach on the basketball squad. So it's one big reunion down here, and it's it's been a lot of fun. We're gonna call it McClyman South. No, 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 I can't do that. The money <laughs> all now. Hold on, it ain't all Mac, but it's all Bay. It's all Bay stuff. Fair enough. All right, Sir Lucius, your turn. What you got, Sir Lucius? So this is what I got. Um, what do you see as your biggest challenge in returning? Not just the, the the athleticism, the marks of Speed City, but the pride and passion. How do you how do you restore that? Like, what do you think is going to be required to get that restored? Because I think obviously that's going to be the most important piece: getting the marks. Of the day. What? Watch heartbeat props. <laughs> oh. Wow, y'all are right in my bag tonight. Like, wow. Uh, okay, so okay, so okay, we're gonna let you ride with that. Okay, that's good. Wow. Um, so, don't, so don't ask him to say don't take fake Oh, I definitely had no intention on that. Um, you know, I'm gonna ask you a I'm gonna I'm gonna go the other route. I'm gonna go into 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 your normal bag. I'm gonna go into your petty bag. Oh, I, I would like to hear from you three things you hope to see happen this weekend uh, at the Prefontaine Classic that would appease your petty nature. <laughs> That's fair. Um, oh yeah, oh, he loves this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I, would, I would love to see 
I would love to see Michael Norman exit the 100 meter dash with the number one time in the world. I would love to see that. 76? I would love to watch that. Woo! I'm not predicting it. I would just love to see it. Oh, oh no, I feel you. That would be, dude, that would be Twitter breaking. Yeah, yeah if Michael Norman ran 976, that would be that would break Twitter. Um, I would love <laughs> Petty in your in your area, and and I feel so bad for saying this because I like we all understand that Krauser is the goat, but my favorite thrower is the big homie. So this for is sure. not about this is not about the big homie. But just because it would give me more fodder to tease you, I, I would love to see the big homie finish fourth by a centimeter in the competition. <laughs> oh, you asked for this, buddy. You asked I did. For this. I did. And big homie, just make sure you you see it's the light skin cap from San Jose. That's that's the guy. And and if if if. <laughs> if the if the question is what would tickle the petty gene about the 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 meat this weekend um the other hilarious thing would be if at the prefontaine classic the puma spikes actually won the 100 meter dash on the men's side that's inside that's inside baseball kind of petty but that's petty. So there you go. Yes, sir. yes, there it is. And you didn't mention, and you didn't mention the women's hundred, which I'm sure is what Lamar wanted. I thought for sure we were going there, but I, I like the answers. I, I can't. No, I can't the, those, those I three, answers. those three. He asked for petty. Those three are way more petty than anything that could happen in the women's hundred. That, that's true. That's true. I love it. Well, an abbreviated but successfully completed rapid fire. Congratulations, sir. <laughs> now, it, would you all just like me to go straight into my heartbeat prop since? Yeah, it was such a build up. Please, please enlighten us. <laughs> no, seriously. So, so my my heartbeat props tonight are one hundred percent and very obviously uh, to to the alumni of San Jose State track and field. Um, I am honored to be the steward of this program at this, at this point in the world. Um, I did not know when I accepted the job, but I'm actually the first African-American to sit in this seat. Um, that means something to me. Um, I'm a student of history. And, you know, my message to the alumni is that it's time to come home. I, I know that there's been a lot of scorn. I know there's been a lot of mistrust. I know there's been a lot of anger about different things that have gone on over the years. All I'm asking is, you know, that we put that, you know, we put all that to bed now and look towards the future and get involved with these kids and come home to the program and help me do this in the way that it should be done with honor, with respect, and with a vision towards the future. Because make no mistake about it, I can build this thing into a Mountain West champion. I could build this thing into a national champion. I don't care what I do in this seat. If I don't do it with the backing of the absolute legends that are this program and that will always be this program, 
This program has the most important legacy in the history of our sport and nothing I can accomplish in this chair will be worth doing if I don't have the support of the alumni. And, you know, we just lost Lee Evans a couple of years ago. These treasures of history are not going to be around forever. And so while we're all still here, I want to make this thing the right way. And so it's time for everybody to come home and let's build this thing into something real again. That's all I got. Well done. Congratulations. That was, that was amazing well to put together. Good job. Um, I'll go second only because similarly, uh, I don't have a history to, to uphold, <laughs> but what I do have is um, being tasked to help make something better than it was before. And so my heartbeat props go out to um, Coach Anderson because he's entrusting me to help him do that. And that's huge and that's, that's an honor to me. And I have to recognize that and I have to be excellent if not even more excellent than I have been in prior positions because it's serious. It was said out loud, it's been a task. And if you know me personally, um, I don't like sucking and I, I don't do mediocrity. So excellent is the only thing left. So um, my heartbeat props go out to Coach Anderson, Daryl Anderson, um, and thanks for trusting me. And we got this. So onward and upward. Um, yeah, I'll jump in there. Uh, I'm going to be super light today. I mean, I, I don't even know what to say after those two. Um, you know, my heartbeat props is, is literally just a uh, keep grinding to all those who are currently involved or will soon be involved in the coaching carousel. Because unfortunately, there are people in jobs right now that don't realize they're going to be in the coaching carousel like in seven days. Like it just happens like that. Um, both good and bad ways. And, you know, having been, having been through that and, and knowing what this time of the year, you know, the stressors that all collide at this time of the year, because it's the end of the summer, you have pressures from your family, you're about to start school, you have incoming people, all those things. And if you're trying, if you like, if you're trying to do that job and you're involved in a search at another job, you're not sure what you're supposed to do or vice versa. And so I, I know what the stressors are like at this time of the year. And I just want to send a simple heartbeat props out to those in and around the, uh, the coaching carousel. Just understand that this too shall pass. Like just keep being you, whatever positivity you have, continue to meet the world with it and it gets better and it will be good. So I want to give my heartbeat props to Clyde and to Vicky. Um, I can't begin to tell you how much fun it's been to watch you guys grow into the even more incredible people that you are now than you were when we started this in the middle of that pandemic mess, right? And uh, I'm just proud of you both for chasing your dreams. Um, I just, I'm thankful that I've been able to be a part of it and have the conversations that you've had leading up to you guys getting these promotions. I'm incredibly proud of you, and I know you both will do a wonderful job. Um, I, I'm excited about the return of, of Speed City. Um, I fully expect at some point time soon that we're going to line up the gators. Speed City next to each other in a 4 by one 
at you. You know, you work for my best friend, so I know I have a lot of competition with you over the, over the, over the, the next many years. So, again, big props to both of you. Very proud of you guys. What you're looking at right now is what we've been talking about since we started this. Don't be afraid to take your Either one of these, whatever one of were afraid to take the dream, and they only chase them if they kept it. So, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes. Well, we managed to uh, occupy some time in these seats, managed to take away some of your evenings, nights, maybe even days, depending on when you're watching this. But thank you once again for joining us for the last season and a half of um, Athletics LLC. We'll keep moving onward and upward as, as we all do. And um, make sure you turn in next, tune in next week. Prefontaine, it's happening. You know there's going to be some talk after that one. So gentlemen, have a great week, weekend, and everybody else have fun. Uh, safe travels to the students that are uh, getting back to campus and coaches, here's to the last ounces of sanity that we have <laughs> before the chaos starts. <laughs> have a good night, guys. When the lights come on, the road just gets to running. When the lights come on, opponents mess the plumbing. Heard you like it warm, hot knife the butter. Truth pin them hard, knock them off that rebuttal. Tsunami, tidal wave to your puddle. Tough love punch when the arms little brothers. Athletics double, I'll see it, there's no others. Track the field's pace and we'll peel to go further. Hey, Wiley, Coyote, it's Roadrunners. Feels like you know us, you've been with us the whole summer. If not for this quarantine, these four corners wouldn't be here, but we're here, so start learning. You gotta earn your stripes, gotta get your scars. Show you how to fight, but show us who you are. You lack experience, but still you wanna talk. And who is actually talking to you? Something's kinda small. Heads prevail when the backbone's strong. Gotta keep it coming, no, won't last long. Pass a failed and sell the sad song. And if you don't check yourself, then that's wrong. Just trying to give you the real that you asked for. So why you keep cutting us off to ask more? We put it in slow mo, but you fast forward. Athletics, devil, I'll see the task force.